Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And once in a while, once in a while, once in a while, I don't know if you've noticed this. Maybe, perhaps you've noticed this through my podcast, through my writing. Maybe you've noticed that once in a while, I like to guess at things. I like to guess at things. And sometimes when I speculate, I speculate with basically no information. None. I'm kind of good with it. I, I'm absolutely good with it. And what, what's, what's even more fun is when I speculate based on no information, using my left arm to um, emphasize the horizon, no specula- uh, speculating based on nothing in particular, nothing in specific, nothing that makes any sense. Not only do I like to speculate, not only do I like to speculate on just absolute harebrained ideas, but sometimes I like to do articles or podcasts on them. I'm about to do that. What I'm starting to do is something that I have opposed doing recently. I have opposed doing something recently because I was terrible at it. I was terrible. I was terrible at guessing which pitchers were going to be healthy. I am terrible at guessing which pitchers are going to be healthy. Tim, what's the estimated time of arrival on insert pitcher here? I don't know. I have no idea how, how healthy he's going to be. You know, he, he could... I was listening to a game tonight. Listening to a game tonight. South Bend against Lake County. Top of the ninth. One to nothing game. Lake County sends out their ultimate leverage reliever for his second inning. And... Who was it? Uh, Johendrik Piango. Sand wedges a single over the shortstop's head in front of the left fielder. Second pitch to Alexander Canario. And the leverage reliever for Cleveland. I don't know what the entry was. I don't know what the entry was. I don't know if we will find out, but it kind of sounded like a forearm strain. This time of year, for forearm strain. Wow. What? There's never a good time for forearm strain. Never a good time for forearm strain. But really, right now, right now, a forearm strain, if it is, well, sometimes forearm strains are that old 12 to 14 to 18 month injury. He's basically going to miss all the next season. That absolutely sucks. I had no idea that was going to happen. None. I have no idea when pitchers are going to get hurt. I have no idea. So what I try to do is run away from guessing who's going to be healthy among the pitchers. Batters, I can guess. Batters, I can guess. And if I'm wrong, so it goes. 
But what I want to do now is a multi-step process. It's a multi-step process. I want to see if I can get the Cubs to a situation where they can have two Arizona League teams next year. That's the goal. That's the goal. Can the Cubs have two Arizona League teams next year? That's the entire goal. So what I'm going to try to do, what I'm going to try to do is look at the rosters and of the players who are not Rule 5 eligible, I'm going to try to project out where maybe possibly they could be. And I'm going to overload rosters to the teeth. I'm going to absolutely overload rosters because I want the Cubs to have that second affiliate. I want the Cubs to have the second AZL affiliate. And frankly, if they end up having a substandard third baseman on one of the two Arizona League teams, I don't care. I just absolutely don't care because my goal is to put together two entire Arizona League rosters. And while I'm at it, kind of put down a whole bunch of names for Myrtle Beach, South Bend, Tennessee, Iowa, guys that could possibly make it. Then, after the Rule 5 draft, I can add more names because there will be players who weren't selected in the Rule 5 draft, so I can add them. I want to just get the feel for, are the Cubs going to have enough bodies? And by bodies, I basically mean pitchers and catchers. Are the Cubs going to have enough bodies for Cristian Hernandez to be a shortstop for one Arizona League team and Pedro Ramirez to be shortstop on the other Arizona League team? That's what I'm looking for. That's why I'm after. That is my goal. So, it's a many, many step process. And one of the basic steps is to assess the two DSL squads, the two DSL teams, DSL Blue, DSL Red, and try to figure out which players from those squads ought to be assigned to the Cubs Mesa compound. If I can figure out which guys are going to be assigned to Mesa from the two squads, that's at least a step along the way. It's a step along the way. And then some of the players who do not get moved to the Arizona League. Some of those players will be released. Some of them will be retained. And as for right now, I'm not even going to worry about that. I'm not even going to worry about that. The DSL will take care of itself. There will be pitchers in the Dominican Summer League for two teams next year, some way, shape, or fashion. Even if the Cubs have to go out and sign retreads, I remember back a number of years ago, they signed a guy who had been released by another team. He was like 23, 24 years old. Came in, he was actually kind of good, but, you know, he's 23, 24 years old, pitching against guys who were 17 and 18. So he probably should have gotten a whole lot of people out. The entire idea is I want to check to see which players might be in Arizona next year, might be qualifying for roles 
for the AZL. Because if the Cubs have enough pitching options in the AZL, they can have a second team. And I'm not even worried about quality. I'm not even worried about quality because with the AZL, some players will be more advanced than others, but I'm not going to be able to look at anything right now and tell you how good a pitcher is going to be in May. There is nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do that can... I can't tell you who's going to be healthy in May. I can't tell you who's going to be good in May. And I sure as heck can't tell you who's not going to be good in May. So what I want to do, I want to look at the... See what's out there. Get a feel for it. And I know, I know I'm going to jot down some names. And psst, Tim, psst, 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 Tim. That guy's not going to pitch because he's not going to be healthy. I know that's going to happen. I know that's going to happen. There are going to be some names. I'm going to put down a guy at Myrtle Beach on a list like 17 names. Psst, Tim, six of those guys are going to be hurt. I know that. I know that. But I want to have a bunch of names written down. Bunch of names written down because I want to fool myself into believing that the Cubs can possibly have enough players to have a second AZL team. And as far as an AZL team, it's not that essential. AZL team, I think they're about 35 guys. No, actually, ACL anymore. ACL, you can have as many guys as you want. You can have as many guys as you want on an ACL team. It's just a matter of, are you going to have one team or two? And when I'm looking at the ACL box score, when I'm looking at the ACL box score, and I see Jose Lopez not playing because the Cubs don't have a spot to put him in, that's why I want a second team. Because Jose Lopez ought to be playing. When I see that, um, oh, who else do I want to sit on the bench tonight? Uh, Kevin Alcantara. Kevin Alcantara, he's not playing tonight. Why isn't Kevin Alcantara? We got other guys out there. We only have one team. We can only play nine guys. Still only a couple guys later. I want the Cubs to have enough depth so that they have two different squads. They have two different squads. They have enough pitchers so that they can send them out and let them pitch. Now, if some of the pitchers have ERAs are like seven and a half, and they're going out there and they're pitching, you know, twice a week and they're getting pounded, it's not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. But years ago, the Cubs would have pitchers who, you know, you have guys with bad ERAs, guys with four-figure ERAs. Uh, this guy's pitched in seven games out in the Arizona League. He's got an ERA of 11.59. Well, guess what? He's not going to Myrtle Beach this year. But if the player is on the roster, there's still that something. There's that spark. There's that, the, there's that potential that the light bulb might go on. And anymore, ever since the pitch lab generation kicked in. It's not so much, it's not so much about does this guy have a nice repertoire? You know, hey, he's got a good repertoire. He had a good year in college. He's got a good repertoire. He's going to, you know, he's only going to pitch like, you know, 92 to 94, but he's got a good repertoire. He's going to get some guys out. He's going to be able to push up to advanced day level and get some people 
really that's not what the team seems to be looking for now. It really doesn't seem to be what they're looking for. They're more looking for show me guys going to throw 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, possibly even up in the zone once in a while. Roll with him. And if he's walking everybody, nobody really cares. Nobody really cares. But if he does start to figure it out at the Arizona League level, that's why he moves up to Myrtle Beach. There have been a number of pitchers that, hmm, this guy seems like he's actually getting some people out. He's, you know, going four or five innings. He's, uh, oh, he just got called up to Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, this guy's got a pretty good ERA. He's got, got decent strikeout numbers. He's, oh, oh, hang on a second. He just got called up to Myrtle Beach. If a pitcher is doing well in the Arizona League, he gets called up from Myrtle Beach. If he's struggling and getting pounded and has an ERA over seven, then, hey, he's not getting called up to Myrtle Beach. And then when the Cubs have the draft pick that they bring in, they let him pitch a game or two in Arizona League. Then, oh, oh, hang on. He's up in he's up in Myrtle Beach. And then they get the number one pick. He's he's getting ready to he oh oh hang on a second. He's in he's in South Bend and he didn't pitch a game in Myrtle Beach. What I want to start to do is figure out which players from the Dominican Summer League belong stateside. And I'm going with some rather curious, rather curious reasons. Going with some rather curious reasons. And again, part of it is my my main goal. I want to be confident, rightly or wrongly, that the Cubs will have a second DSL team. Uh, Arizona League team in 2022. Because if they have the second Arizona League team, that means Hernandez starts on one team, Ramirez starts on the other, and then they play it from there. You know, it's like, oh, okay, you, you get to catch, you're in right field, you're in left field, you're the third baseman, and you're, you you just plug guys in. You plug guys in. This cycle, since James Triantos started to hit well, James Triantos has been in pretty much every game. Kevin Alcantara gets days off. Reggie Preciado gets days off. James Triantos basically getting no days off. And it makes perfect sense. He's on fire. He's figuring things out. He's learning stuff. These repetitions are very important for him. It's not that they wouldn't be important for other players, but it's working. When a player is breaking the game, you let him play more. What I'm doing with the hitters, complete, 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 Basic stuff. The DSL average on base percentage. Somewhere in the 672 range. So I did. I made a... Um, I clicked on Baseball Reference. And clicked on the Dominican Summer League. Clicked on the standings. And clicked on the two Cubs teams. And with the offense... I prioritized the list from top to bottom with on-base percentage, or OPS, not, not OBP, OPS, on-base plus slugging. And I figure if somebody is better than average in the Dominican Summer League, 
At OPS, get them stateside. They don't need to play in the DSL again. Could I possibly be wrong? Oh, of course. I fully expect to be wrong a couple of times. But what I wanted to figure out was which guys don't need to be back. Which guys ought to move up. Which guys ought to be at the next level. So I came up with a list of players who ought to be in the States come November, come February, come March. And maybe, 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 maybe it'll get to a situation where one or two or three of the players, well, we had planned on having them stateside, but they just didn't respond, so we're going to send them back to the Dominican Summer League. That could happen. Or it could happen the other way. Um, there could be somebody who's not on my list that, well, Tim is an idiot. Why would he, he, why wouldn't he know that this guy, I'm just playing it by ear. I'm trying to guess. I'm trying to put together some things and maybe figure out if the Cubs are going to be able to pull off a second AZL team. Now, as far as pitchers, as far as pitchers, it was kind of a mix, kind of a mix. And the most important thing that I think there is as far as pitchers, the most important thing for a Dominican Summer League pitcher to go from the Dominican Summer League to the States, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to think of it. What do you think the most important thing to justify moving a pitcher from the Dominican Summer League to the States is? Is it whip? Could be. Is it strikeouts? Ooh, that's a good one. Maybe it's that. Is it um, earned run average? Hmm, that, that, that's a good idea. Maybe it's that. But that's not what I went with. I went with innings pitched. If a guy is getting the chance to pitch regularly in the Dominican Summer League for whatever reason, he should probably jump to the States. So I think I ended up picking a number around uh, everybody who is over 20 innings by this point in the season, I'm bumping them to the States. Everybody who's 20 innings or above, they're going to the States. And if there's somebody who's kind of close to 20 and he has really good numbers or possibly if he's right around 20 innings and he's like, 21 years old, uh, tw 20 years old already, I generally say I'm going to move him to the States because he's, you know, might as well see what he can do in the States. So what I have is a list of uh, 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 some players. And I'm going to go through the list and you will hear next couple minutes the list of the players who I think will probably go from the Cubs DSL squads to the States and it really has no bearing on the team's win-loss percentage or anything along those lines. These are guys that seem like they make sense. DSL Blue, I'm going to break it down as far as I'm going to first do the hitters and then I'm going to do the pitchers. DSL Blue, most of these names aren't going to mean a bit of sense to you, but um, they're the names I'm thinking probably make sense to come to the States. And again... Depending upon 2022, what the rules are, this year, once a, once a player was slotted in the DSL, that's where he had to stay. 
if he was slotted in the AZL, that's where he had to stay. There have been times where people have bounced back and forth. Um, one pitcher one year had been started in the DSL, moved to the States, did so well in the States that he moved from Arizona to low A South Bend, from South Bend was low A, and then moved to Myrtle Beach, and then actually got traded all in the same year. That's kind of impressive. But okay, so the DSL Blue, I'm only expecting four players to be promoted offensively. Wally Soto, a catcher first baseman, Christian Hernandez, who maybe you've heard of, Yoan Fran Rojas, Eh, mainly a second baseman, Frank Hernandez, an outfielder who is both from Spain and Cuba. I think it's Spain. I was told he's from Spain, and I know he's from Cuba. So yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, only those four. But what about all the other? Don't worry about. It. Just they'll get to play again. They might get released. Uh, not really a. Not really a huge major concern as of for right now. DSL Red, Pedro Ramirez, middle infielder, rock in the universe. Asmarly Tatis, who actually played a little bit for DSL Blue as well. And on both sides, he hit a bit above the um, break-even point. Starlene Mateo, I think he's an outfielder. Samuel Duarte, I think he's an outfielder. Anderson Surreal... Outfielder, a little first base. Brian Altuve, catcher third base. Moises Ballesteros, a catcher. Glad to see catchers. Wally Soto and Moises Ballesteros. Nice to see catchers moving up because catchers, like with pitchers, it's fantastic to have extra ones. If, you, uh, if you're going to have two Arizona League teams, you might as well have four catchers on both. You just might as well because somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get dinged. Somebody's going to need to, you know, come in. It's really difficult to fathom an AZL team needing any fewer than four catchers. So let's see, what is that, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven hitters, that's fine. I, I'm good with it. That number might sound a bit low, might sound a bit high. But uh, if it does sound a bit low... <coughs> Remember, I'm not really all that worried now about the Cubs hitters. I'm just really not all that concerned. They have plenty of players in the pipeline, etc., 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 etc. Calling up 11 hitters, peachy. Okay, DSL Blue pitchers based on mainly innings pitched. Jose Alcila, Gleiber, Morales, Samuel Rodriguez, Christian Rojas, Jose Romero, Anthony Mendez, Tommy Sanchez, and Yoandri Duran. Yoandri Duran was probably a bit low on my list as far as innings, but his ERA was under one. I'm good on him getting called up. Oh, uh, let's see. Yo. What in the world did I write there? Jovan Crispin, 
He actually started on opening day for for uh, DSL Red. They didn't even really look at ERAs, so I don't even know how successful they've been. But if they keep getting the ball, they're probably impressing the heck out of somebody. Yoan Crispin, Jose Jimenez, Carlos Garcia, Starlene Pachardo, who is young. He and Pedro Ramirez are both, well, he and uh, Pedro Ramirez are both 2004 babies. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, Starlene Pachardo, Emmanuel De La Cruz. Couple we, couple about, about what, a week ago, he had a really nice outing. And Anthony Martinez. One player that is a 2004 Gayuri Lubo. Gayuri Lubo. Um, it would be nice if the very, 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 very young player would do well enough to get promoted, but his OPS is like 530. I figure, let him have another year. Let him be a starter. Let him start in, let's start for one of the teams. I'm good with it. So now what I have done is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 pitchers. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 11 hitters. 14 pitchers and 11 hitters, I am guessing that they will be promoted to the Arizona League. Now, how many of them will be healthy? I don't know. How many of them are going to be elite in Arizona? I, I don't know. Well, I want these 14 guys, if like 10 of them can actually fill roster spots in the Arizona League, that's 10 less pitchers the Cubs have to locate elsewhere. That would be 10 less pitchers the Cubs have to locate elsewhere. And with a DSL team, you'd probably want five games a week, DSL team. Some guys are going to be floating into and out of actually being able to be healthy enough to pitch. Probably you'd want about 18 pitchers on each team. So you're probably looking at you want to have 36 pitchers at the Arizona League level to be able to have two different squads. And then, of course, have like about four different catchers. So, hey, I've come up with 25 names. 25 names from the two DSL teams. Neither of them are having a great year win-loss-wise. But the way I look at it, about 25 of them. 25 of the... Carry the two... Uh, 70 players, 25 of the 70 players, probably deserve to go from the DSL to the USA. I'm probably wrong, and I'm completely good with being probably wrong. But I'm trying to figure out, is it realistic for the Cubs to have a second Arizona League team next season? It's all going to depend upon pitcher health. It's all going to depend upon pitcher health. But... Since I'm guessing that 14 DSL pitchers are probably going to be ready for the USA next year, for the Arizona League next year, that's useful. Um, 14, like I say, maybe 10 of them will actually be able to pitch. Four of them, Tim's wrong, he gets sent back to the DSL, uh, gets injured, not going to pitch, and a whole bunch of that stuff's going to go on. I know it. I know it. I'm going to be wrong, and I'm good with it. But I figure 11 hitters, 
14 pitchers. I could make a darn good case for all of them getting promoted to the Arizona League facility. And if I'm even kind of close to right, that gives the Cubs more pitchers at the Arizona League level. And having pitchers at the Arizona League level that can occasionally get some hitters out and occasionally not embarrass themselves, that's what's necessary for having a second Arizona League team. And if the Cubs have second Arizona League team, then they get a whole lot more bonus at-bats, a whole lot more innings pitched. And last time I checked, one of the good ways for a player to get better is to actually play in a game. So I'm completely good with this. I'm probably wrong, but you've at least heard 25 names of players that I think deserve to get promoted from the DSL to the States and who knows, maybe, 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 maybe in a couple years, some of these guys who I'm not familiar with and you're not familiar with. Hey, Anthony Martinez, wasn't he, wasn't he one of those guys on that list that Tim had that back in? That's kind of why I'm doing this. It was so fun listening to Luis Angel Rodriguez pitch well for Myrtle Beach, for two innings on Saturday night. That was so fun. And flashing back to, yeah, I remember him actually doing kind of well in the Dominican Summer League. I have 25 names here. I have 25 names here. I think some of them will get to full season ball. Maybe I'm wrong. Thanks for stopping by. Have a fantastic next week. And, as always, be safe, be nice to others, and have a great tomorrow.